Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 49 of The Wise Guys. We're back another week, another episode. We are chilling. It's another week in 2021. We are cooling out. The weather's getting warmer. It's basically summertime, bro. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great. Like you just said, summer is approaching. It's basically summertime. I mean, June is coming. Memorial Day weekend. May went by quick, man. It's playoffs. Uh, Baseball is here. It just feels right. Yeah, man, got NFL drama going on, got a lot going on, and then a lot to get into as per usual. Uh, so first things first, man, I, got, I just got to bring up something. Uh, it's a soft subject, but uh, today marks one year since the tragedy of George Floyd. Um, you know, the tragic events that took place last year on this day. It's a very unfortunate, and I just hope to see the progression that we've continued to make uh since then uh but definitely wanted to just bring that up real fast man one year today it's crazy how time flies uh feels like it was yesterday and again we're still very very far from where we need to be in this world but um i think we're off to a decent start uh after this year i think uh, everybody's coming together more so than where we were at this time last year um so you could share your thoughts on that as well bro yeah, 100%, man. Uh, like you just said, it's been one year. Uh, we really had made some progress, not complete progress, as you alluded to, but I like the fact that celebrities are using their platform, athletes are using their platform. We haven't. We even have owners of teams using their platform, making sure the team does everything possible to get the message out that not just Black Lives Matter, but like all lives matter in a sense to where we should all be treated equally. I don't think that anybody should be treated less just because of their skin color. It's kind of played out. That's old. If you think like that still, you're just a weirdo. I think everybody should just think good, think positive, and we'll move good in this world, honestly. Yeah, man, and the best thing we could do is just continue to do our part personally and just continue to spread positive energy. And like you said, man, uh, you know, it's not too hard to ask that we all just get along. We just want peace at the end of the day. Um, You know, nobody should be treated differently due to the color of their skin um, or anything like that. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, we all bleed the same. We're all human, and that's how we need to look at it. But uh, we're going to move on in today's episode. We have a birthday. Happy birthday. Mike Myers, man, this one's a funny one. Uh, he's 58 years old, and uh, dude, dude is, is a comedy genius, man. He's hilarious. Uh, I always thought his accent was hilarious. Austin Powers, one of the best movies, man. If you want to have a laugh, you know what I mean. Um, he play, and it was so funny how he played Doctor Evil, Austin Powers. You know, uh, he he played multiple roles, and it was just funny, man. Um, and you know, but he's also been in a lot of other shit too, man. Uh, Wayne's World and Cat in the Hat. You know what I mean? Funny stuff, but. But, um, you know, he's on Saturday Night Live for, forever. I mean, you know, but dude is hilarious, man. Definitely a goat. Yeah, Mike Myers, funny as shit. Uh, he's just a specific actor, I think. Like, he plays funny roles. Uh, he's great at all of them. I mean, for instance, Shrek, one of my favorite instant classics. I think I <laughs> yeah. watched that about 100 times. Uh, Shrek, like, I don't know. He just, as I go back to, he plays a certain character. Like, nobody can play Austin Powers like him, I don't think. Nobody could play the cat in the hat like him. Nobody could play Shrek like him. Uh, he's a talented actor, man. He's funny as shit. Yeah, like I said, I think it's his accent. I don't know what it is, but he's just got a funny sense of humor. 
Uh, always enjoyed, you know, stuff he was in and always thought he was a funny dude. But for sure, Shrek was a classic growing up. We've talked about that before because the new one's supposed to be coming out soon. Uh, but that was genius, man. Having Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy on one movie just voicing, you know, an ogre and a donkey is just, you know, random as hell. Uh, the adult humor and it's funny, you know what I mean, that you didn't realize as a kid. So it's just too funny, man. But happy birthday, Mike Myers. Funny as hell. Uh, definitely had to get into that. But also, man, on the flip side, we have some big news, man. Congratulations to Drizzy, the sixth god. Drake, man, artist of the decade. It, it was just, I mean, we've seen it coming, but it was just dope to see, man. Yeah, definitely earned it, artist of the decade. Couldn't think of a better artist or a more complete artist of our generation. Uh, dude's multi-talented. He could sing. He could rap. Uh, I, I even saw he was trying to get a little production behind. I don't know how that's going, but he can act, obviously. We've seen him as an actor in Degrassi. Um, he's just... I know he hasn't come from the bottom, like a lot of people say. He didn't come in the poor. He didn't come in the hood, the trenches. But, I mean, he, he grew up like like I did, essentially. Like, I grew up in an all right household. Um, he just took advantage of what he had. He took advantage of his resources. He, maybe he grew up a little bit better than I did. I know he grew up in, like, Canada. I think he grew up with a wealthy <laughs> mom. I, I don't know. I don't know his whole backstory like that, so we're not going to get deep into it. I just know that he didn't grow up in the gutter, but he did take uh advantage of his resources and i think that's what life's about just taking advantage of the people you know the situations you're in and making the best out of them and it always seemed like drake was hungry i think even on degrassi he started rapping in his character and i think that's what gave it a little upstart i think wayne uh, maybe used to watch degrassi i highly <laughs> doubt it but i don't know I, I do know for a fact that wayne saw him on Degrassi and essentially some of that writing that he did on there was real and it wasn't the show writing it for him I think he actually wrote his bars for the show yeah, I, I specifically that. I watched that. one of the uh one of the episodes where yeah, I think he had it was a talent show or some shit <laughs> like that and he was performing <laughs> his song and I think he actually wrote the song to go on Degrassi so that just comes back to him taking advantage of his resources uh, like he was an actor yeah. and he knew he wanted to be a rapper so he was like alright they got me into acting now let me just show them I can rap and then <laughs> now he's artist of the decade bro yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, his story is unlike a lot of other rappers we've seen that's in the game and that have came in the game uh, over the years. But Drake, man, yeah, usually he's, it's from he's, the gutter. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, they're from the hood. It's from the gutter, you know, to come up. Um, and, you know, Drake don't talk about a lot of stuff that a lot of these rappers do uh, because of that. Uh, but one thing he does, man, he takes pride in where he's from. You can't say that. You know what I mean? Uh, he reps his teams heavy. We've seen him rep the Raptors heavy at the parade. He was basically part of the team. <laughs> but, you know, he reps where he's from. He reps Toronto heavy. I uh, respect that. And, you know, he, you know, a lot of people say, you know, he didn't really have a rough upbringing and all that, which is cool. But, you know, dude made made the best out of his situation and used it to his advantage. You know, he started out on the grassy wheelchair. Jimmy, everybody laughing. Uh, now, dude, like you said, is artist of the decade and probably one of the best artists I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, huge Drake fans over here at the Wise Guys. We're always praising Jersey and uh, definitely see dope to see all the work he's given us. And the fact that he stayed so relevant and he's still so consistent in the game. Um, it's just, you know what I mean? It kind of goes back to, you know, draft day. It's like five years later. How am I the man still? It's like 10 years later, he's still the man. So it's definitely dope to see. Shout out to Jersey on that for real. 
Yeah, 100%, man. Agree with you on everything you just touched up on. I definitely want to allude to, again, the fact that he took advantage of his resources. I don't think enough artists in this game do that. I think they just caught up, get caught up in the money coming in, the fame coming in, what they can and can't do. Like, go to the clubs, go party, blow all the money, go to the strip club, blow all that. I think Drake just stayed low. I never really saw Drake into anything unless it was beef over a girl. Like, you know how that goes. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to happen. But I just think that he was on some mature shit. Like, he wasn't... He, he was mature from the rip in the game. I think he knew what he wanted, and he did it. He didn't juggle around oh let me try and do this let me try nah he did certain things for instance the knock the brand you don't see any rapper coming out with their if they do come out with a clothing it's probably merch for like tour they're not you know what i mean nike, yeah. Yeah. they're not doing nike <laughs> deals only the best of the best we see are doing that man kanye drake they're just two goats uh i don't know who else off the top of my yeah. head maybe asap we know he's into the fashion there's just a whole you got to get into a different like you got to take advantage like we keep saying you got maybe it's fashion maybe it's cologne maybe it's champagne maybe it's alcohol i don't know i just think that's a little too i feel like every rapper's doing the alcohol thing so yeah, yeah, like drake yeah. took a different round i think he's coming out with a fragrance so yeah. that was 2006 2009 era you know what i mean when girls are coming out with the perfumes dudes were coming out with the yeah, colognes yeah. justin bieber had that cologne <laughs> when we were young bulls so yeah. i feel like drake's just I don't know. He, he can just do different. anything. Yeah. He, he, bottom line is he just moves different. The dude knows what he's doing. He makes power moves. Uh, we watch him do it. You know what I mean? Almost on a on a daily basis, man. Uh, he dude's just a genius. The way the way he goes about it, and I think he's a great businessman too. I think that's what it is. And the way he carries himself, man. Like you said, you said it perfectly. He stays out the drama. He stays clear of all that. The only drama you've seen him in was what what when he was beefing with Meek. I mean, <laughs> so, as I alluded to, bro, it, it, Chris Brown, exactly. Meek, it was all over a girl exactly man and and you know and let's be honest i mean if anybody's beefing with drake i mean it's really them beefing with drake it's not drake beefing with them because they're trying to get cloud off his name i mean he's the bigger artist man and you know i you know so i really think he does a great job at the way he carries himself and you know i really I, one thing i want to bring up real quick it's kind of off you know the subject but the way you know he how he you know, brought his son out, you know what I mean? Like he kept his son, you know what I mean? Out of the media, out of the spotlight for the first few years of his life. I definitely want to touch upon that. But you know what I mean? And I know there's some shady stuff with that. You know, people were, you know, cracking jokes. But at the end of the day, man, uh, I feel like when you have the spotlight like that, you know, now you see him, he brought his son out on stage with him. You're seeing videos of his son playing basketball now. Um, you know what I mean? So I just feel like, you know, now he's showing his son more in the media. Um, and I just think, you know, that's important. Like, you, you know what I mean? You want to keep, you, you know, we, celebrities and athletes have kids and I, they're in the spotlight from the time that they're born to, you know what I mean? It kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's right. You know what I mean? I personally wouldn't do it. So I commend them on that. Yeah. 100%. I get where you were going with that little, where you were going with that, basically saying this whole spotlight since they were born thing. But if we want to keep it real, man, my thoughts were, I think Pusha actually bullied Drake into, into <laughs> releasing his kid, essentially. Like, I don't think Drake's intentions were to tell the world that he had a kid. I think he, maybe it's alluding to what you said. He doesn't want him in the stardom yeah. from the rip, but I do I definitely just, think that Pusha dissing him and, 
ex- basically exposing to the world that Drake had a kid. I think it pushed think, the process for quicker along. Like he's like, oh shit, now I gotta yeah. say I have a kid. I, there's no more hiding it. That's like, not yeah, <laughs> and it's not necessarily. I don't think you're necessarily wrong at all. I think push it definitely pushed the issue. No pun intended, but yeah. I, I think he pushed the issue on that, and it happened a little quicker. I just think, but I do think the way Drake is. I mean, yeah, we don't know him personally, but the way he moves, man, he's a smart dude. I think you know he really didn't want to you know even if he you know i don't i don't know if he was really trying to hide adonis from the world i think it was just like you know he really wanted to keep his kid out the spotlight type of thing and push it really just <laughs> kind of exposed it a little quicker than what drake wanted to do um but you know you see him now he looks like he's a great dad to his kid man um his kid you know adonis loves playing basketball so he might even be a basketball star one day and you know jersey and lebron are friends so who knows what's going to happen with that man that'll be pretty dope yeah, I, like you just alluded to, man, the whole Drake with the Raptors thing, Drake with LeBron, Drake with all the balls, yeah. ballers, essentially. We can see what's up with that, man. Adonis may be a baller, might be a rapper, might be an actor. Who <laughs> knows, man? But one thing I do know is The weekend also killed it, man. The Billboard Music Awards. Shout out to Rano, Stand Up. Guys got two of the best artists in the world right now. Uh, the weekend bringing home 10 nominees, 10 awards. My bad. Um, Four total albums. His first album was 2013, man, when he dropped Kissland, and he's been relevant ever since, in my opinion. So he brought home the top artist, the top 100 artist, the top 100 hot song, the top male artist, top radio song, top radio song artist. I I don't know what this means, like (laughs) the top radio song, top radio song artist, yeah, yeah. top R&B artist. We'll just give you the top, top R&B artist, top R&B album. Essentially, man, he's just killing both the games in the R&B and in the hip-hop. So, I mean, if it's the top of the charts, you know Drake and The Weeknd are on it. Yeah, man, and a lot of people, I think they're two, one of the two biggest artists in the game right now, you can't lie, uh, in the music industry. They both do their thing. They both kill it. Uh, the Weeknd is definitely more of an R&B you know, artist. Um, he kills it, man, and Drake's probably the best hip-hop artist, obviously. So, and I know people were busting on him because they said, where's that collab tape from years ago that they were joking about? Uh, but it was dope, man. I actually seen Drake post on Instagram. He shouted him out. He said, who's fucking with us, basically? Um, you know, and, and he gave The Weeknd a little shout out on the story uh, and congratulated him for putting on and doing his thing man because i mean if you think about it the weekend's basically essentially the r&b drizzy i mean <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean yeah, i mean if you think about yeah. it their success how relevant they've been for as long as they've been in the game um you know the weekend weekend came in a little after than drake but uh they've both been staying relevant since they've been in there and you know winning awards left and right and uh definitely at the top of their their you know what I mean? They're genres, so got to commend them for that. Uh, Drake, man, I mean, five albums since 2010, all platinum and number one on the charts. You just can't, you can't forget that. Thank Me Later in 2010, Take Care in 2011, Nothing Was the Same in 2013, Views in 2016, and Scorpion in 2018. And he continues to just put them out, man, hit after hit after hit. Yeah, 100%. And another thing that we have to allude to here is about the albums you have the weekend with four total you have drake with five total these aren't guys (laughs) these aren't guys that are dropping albums every year maybe every two years um they're consistent though with the music you'll catch them on features you'll catch them on mixtapes there's been mixtapes dropped but i guess what i was getting at is they're just guys that they stay consistent but when they drop a project it's quality so they're more they want to give the fans quality over quantity, like a Gucci man, like a Waka who's dropped over a hundred albums. Uh, <laughs> I, th- tapes, I think Gucci yeah. has a hundred mixtapes plus, yeah. maybe a thousand. Easy. Like a Lil Wayne, I think he has a thousand. Even though they're fire, but 
you get what I'm saying. They just really want. I guess that's why Certified Lover Boy hasn't came out because Drake just wants the quality. He's not worried about rushing it out. Rushing yeah, it. Like, I feel like you know what I mean. When he when he has a project, you know, he's perfecting it uh, any which way he can uh, behind the scenes. And I think you know people want to people want to rush it. Obviously, we're guilty of that too. We want it. Uh, but, you know, I think, uh, like you said, man, quality over quantity. And that's what these dudes are about. Um, you know, Drake and The Weeknd both doing their thing, man. Uh, but for sure, for sure, I would love to see that. They both always on the features, like you said, too. Um, you know, so who knows what we're going to get from them. But moving on, though, I do want to bring up Pop Smoke, man. Rest in peace, man. To the boy. Top new artist, top rap artist, top rap album, and top rap male artist. First mixtape in 2019, Meet the Woo. You know, we were bumping that, man. When it dropped, I mean, we always bumping pop over here at the guys. Big, big Pop Smoke fans. And uh, his first album in 2020, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Um, after he passed away, they put that together. And I, I just really love the fact that I, I just, you know, I know we talked about it before, but the fact that 50 Cent really helped his his team and his family get finish that project and get it together and get it out meant a lot, man. They had like a father and son type of relationship. Uh, the OG to the new I mean, it was just dope, man. He was ba- he was basically the king of New York already, um, and to see him go like that that quick uh, was definitely just you know it, it was it was tough, man. And and we just gotta appreciate the music he's left us with for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I, I definitely gotta say uh, he's still winning awards. I mean, after the fact that he's gone now, and uh, he definitely deserves it. So we're gonna continue to enjoy the music he left us with. Definitely agree with you there. Everything you said, obviously, again. But Pop Smoke, one thing I will say, he didn't completely come in the game with a a new a new identity, a new like flow. I, I think he he didn't bite off the UK, but the you can see the influence from the UK in his rap and the way his persona is, the way he carries himself. He reminds me of a UK dude straight up, and he brought it to New York. But I definitely, I know we amending, we commending a pop. You know what I mean? He's definitely one of our favorite artists here at the guys. Like you said, bump him every day. With that being said, bro, I'm gonna hit you with one of the harder questions, man. I'm gonna give you two options. What are you bumping on a long road trip, man? You got to pick one. Meet the Woo or Meet the Woo 2? Oh, man. Uh, You know what? Uh, It's funny because I really fuck with both heavy. uh, But I got to say, Meet the Woo, man. The first one is just the energy on that tape is different. Um, That was the first tape he dropped, man. and And it really showed you that New York grit. Like you said, he has that. He took the UK the UK the UK style but uh he really added the New York swag to it and really really made it his own man you know we know drill originated over there in the UK uh with the beats and stuff like that and then Chicago had their Shout out Axel. oh yeah for sure for sure uh but then you know Chicago was doing their thing for years with their own f- form or wave of drill we've got into that before uh but this is different this is more UK style the more original drill uh New York did it with the New York swag though they brought that and pop definitely man but I gotta say me the woo i'm bumping that on the on the road trip on a long drive whatever it is uh it's my go-to to this day uh, especially great for the gym playlist man uh as soon as you hear it come on man there's no skips every song's got the, got the same energy man all the way through and it's probably one of my favorite mixtapes of all time yeah 28 minutes of greatness bro only 28 minutes man nine songs that's what's uh, amazing Meet the Woo, Welcome to the Party, Hawkum, Dior. Uh, there, there's a lot of hits on there, man. Uh, like you alluded to, 
Pop Smoke gets you in the gym, man. You ready to go. Uh, it's it, different. It's crazy, man, because, you know, Welcome to the Party was like his second song. I think he dropped on YouTube. I think it was his second or third. Uh, I think it was Flexin', uh, Welcome to the Party. And the I third. think this song with Rob brush him. I yeah, think that, yeah, that was yeah, definitely one yeah. of them. No, nah, it was definitely one of them. Um, but like Pop said, man, I was watching an interview before. He said, you know, uh, he he you know not an overnight success, but he kind of was, man. As he said, he put his first video up there on YouTube, uh, and it got you know X amount of views, and then the second one had a hundred thousand views, and then it just took off. He you know the, by the second or, the Quavo remix, yeah, basically it, it by nuts. the second or third song he put out on YouTube, this dude from New York with the UK drill beats, man, was blowing up with that voice, man. And I think that's what it is. He had that he had that DMX touch to him, bro. He had that unique voice, that grit to his voice, that deep voice, man, which is just different. Um, um, you know, everybody said he sounded like 50 when he came in. But really, man, when you really listen to it more and more, he more so had his own unique sound, man. He really did. Uh, so it was definitely tough uh, to experience what we did from him. And we definitely got to just, you know, keep bumping him, man. Keep him alive, man. The smoke will never clear. You already know, man, 100%. But we got to move on. That was the pop praise, Drake, and The weekend. That was our music aspect of it. You already know it's time for the sports, man. What we really get into, we really do this. It's the playoffs. It's round one. Sixers-Wizards, man, was the first game. I was hype about that, bro. 130, 125 to 118. I mean, it, it was kind of nail-biting in yeah. the beginning, man. <laughs> I didn't know who was going to pull it off. I was talking that shit. I was saying, yo, the Wizards aren't going to go nowhere with the Sixers. MB is going to beast. Uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook, man. And MB, we know about their beef. Uh, we know about Westbrook and the fans' beef. Uh, safe <laughs> to say, I don't think Westbrook likes Philly, man. Yeah, no, I think he probably hates hates Philly at this point in, <laughs> in his career. But I got to be honest, man, uh, that game was a bit of a nail-biter. It was closer than I thought it would be i knew the wizards were going to come to play i mean you got russ and beal on the court uh they're always going to bring the heat but russ kind of shocked me man only 16 points he finished with i mean i know he's grabbing them boards and assists but uh 16 points is just not usually russ i feel like you know he's definitely a 20 plus guy every game especially in a game like this kind of shocked me um against the sixers but uh beal on the other hand doing beal things i mean he's always over 30 points win or lose and in this case the loss <laughs> um but Embiid, man starting off kind of shaky man he, he was making me nervous with the foul he almost fouled out. I think he had like three fouls by halftime. Um, so it, it was kind of scary to watch. Uh, he really wasn't putting up any points, and he finished with 36 and three, uh, just six rebounds for Embiid. And, you know, he started, he really turned up with the scoring. But the biggest story of that game, man, is Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris needs to get the credit uh, for this win, man. 37 points. I think he had almost 30 by halftime <laughs> um, or by the third quarter. So it, it was insane. Uh, he was doing his thing out there, man. So to, Tobias finishing on the day 37-6-2 uh, was definitely impressive. He stepped it up. And I think after that performance last year against the Celtics, he was really like, nah, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think he was coming to play, man. He did his thing. I uh, expected to see a little more out of the other guys, you know, Seth, Ben, Danny, but you know, at the end of the day, I think Toby and Embiid came to play and they did their thing and got this dub. Definitely agree with you on that one, man. I think Seth actually turned up in the third. I think he had 11. points. He did. Uh, he hit he them did. threes. I know what you mean, though. Uh, just, the, just a slow yeah, start. No, nah, definitely. You know I mean? Yeah, you need more energy the to game start. Shouldn't have been that close, yeah, in my opinion. 100. But 
Toby, man, that's the story that we're going to get into right now. I think that's what comes with uh, shooting is, is definitely just a huge part in today's NBA. I think that goes to show that Westbrook, even though he gets a triple double, even though now it's alluding to wins, he's coming along with when win- they're winning, except in this game, obviously. But you see what happens when he scores 16 points, they don't win. Toby scores 37, Sixers win, and B scores 30. Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is. It's more important to have a shooter than somebody that could essentially do it all, like a like a Russ Westbrook. He gets you a triple double a night. Maybe it's more important for him to score and put the ball in the bucket, like Toby just did, and he got thirty seven, and his team winded up winning. So Russ, I know he's been playing ball for years. I know I'm not a shooting coach. He's in the NBA. I'm not, so I I can't speak <laughs> on this better than he can. But he just needs to step his shooting up, man. I don't see the Wizards going anywhere. And sadly, I don't see Russell Westbrook winning a championship unless his shooting steps up a little bit. He, the we know he can assist. We know he can get boards. We know he plays his heart out every every night and day. Uh, even though he didn't seem like he played his heart out against that Celtics team, but we're not going to get into that. We just seen him against the Sixers, and I think Russ needs to step it up if they're going to at least win one game. I think he needs to score more than 20. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, man, I, I definitely I, I expected more from Russ out of this game. Uh, you know, you got to give Russ credit for the the – the cast that he's dealt, I guess, in, in most situations. I mean, the Wizards aren't trash, but... Um, yeah, Rui needs to step up. We just... Exactly. I feel like Russ has really never had the squad, a complete squad. Um, you we know, got Nito. Yeah. Raul Nito. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're, they're not trash. They got guys, but let's be realistic. The Wizards are probably the worst team that made it into this tournament, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I would say so. In my opinion, they might be the worst team, uh, other than the the Grizzlies. Maybe could take them. In my opinion, but that's exactly. And I was going to get into that in a little bit, man. The Grizzlies is a whole other story, but uh, the Wizards, man, they're definitely probably the worst team that made it into this tournament. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think that Russ. I, he's he might have to play a little harder um, in order to you know he, he he does have to step it up he's got to drop more than sixteen points that's basically what we're saying here um, but we also had the Lakers Suns first game man I think uh, the Lakers Suns first game and uh, you know I that was kind of a shock to me I I didn't know you know it was I, I don't know I just feel like ninety to ninety nine. Uh, it was a low-scoring game, in my opinion. I thought it was going to be higher. Braun finishing with 18, 7, and 10, and AD with 13, 7, and 2. Um, definitely, man. So Yeah, with that game, there's a lot to get into, man. AD just needs to step it up. Uh, he played 39 minutes, shot 5 of 16, 0 for 2 from 3, 13 points. You got LeBron, 18 points. You got Schroeder, 14 points. Notice I'm not saying anybody over 20. So the Lakers, if they're not – if not – one of their three stars, I, I'm including Schroeder as a star in this because he's their top point shooter, I guess. He had the seven He had seven field goal attempts, which is the third amount on the Lakers, which says something. So if they're going to continue to shoot like they're shooting, man, I I hate to say it, but I don't know, man. This might go to game seven, and the Suns could squeak one out if Devin Booker's putting up 34, playing 45 minutes. Well, uh, that's yeah, the, man. And that leads me to my next question for you. Like, uh, who do you think's the more complete team in this series, man? Do you think Phoenix has the more complete team than L.A., or do you think it's vice versa? I honestly think L.A. has the more complete team just because of the simple fact that L.A.'s bench did outscore the Suns' bench, and 
LA is just plus with their bench, man. Wes Matthews and Kuz does need to step up, though, if they're going to get any wins. I did like what I saw out of Montrez. Um, like I said, the Suns were plus 16 with DeAndre Ayton on the floor. That cannot happen with AD on the floor as well. Ayton had 16 boards, out-rebounding Anthony Davis. Um, one thing I will say is the Suns did get themselves in foul trouble. D-Book had four, Chris Paul had three, Ayton had three. While the Lakers did a good job not getting into foul trouble, LeBron and AD only had two fouls combined. So I like that aspect of it, but they just need to play harder. I guess that's what this is alluding to, that the Suns played harder. They had more fouls. Uh, it seemed like D-Book really wanted it. I think he hit that. I'm not going to overreact like a Max Kellerman and say he had a Kobe game, but I think his mama mentality did kick in a little bit, and D-Book showed a lot of maturity, man. I, I liked how he took advantage. He saw Chris Paul was kind of struggling. He's three for eight, uh, only seven points. I think D-Book just really, he found his groove, man, and that's kind of scary, even though the Lakers, they're a bigger team, so you can't be as big as LA and have only 10 offensive rebounds. That's not going to win you the game. No, 100%, man. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, with, with Aiton in there and him, him, you know, scoring the way he's been, I mean, 21 points for a guy that's usually grabbing the most. He was grabbing 21 rebounds at one point in the league. I think he had 16 <laughs> this game. Like, yeah, yeah that's I mean, insane against AD. Averaging a double-double this year, man. Aiton was really been playing the way we've all expected him to play. Uh, you got to give it to him. I think he's kind of he, – he dominated. He dominated Anthony Davis. Let's just call it how it is, man. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think that the, the Suns are definitely looking like the better squad right now. Uh, CP dishing that ball out. And Devin Booker's going to come to play, man. Devin Booker's going to put up 30-plus points, I feel like. And uh, there's no other way to it. So as long as LeBron James comes to play, as long as Anthony Davis comes to play, it might be a game. Um, you would expect that the Lakers um, wouldn't be in this position. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, LeBron James and Anthony Davis not even putting up 20 points. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to me, and especially in a game like this. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, like I said, it's it's one game. I definitely trust the Lakers. I 100% all chips in on them winning tonight. Uh, whenever AD has a bad game, he usually bounces back. What I do like is May 9th, AD had 42 points and 12 rebounds against the same Suns team. And he had he held eight in the three field goals, six points and six rebounds, man. So it's possible for AD to turn up and get into that beast mode. We just need to see it. I need to see bubble AD back, man. But the Grizzlies, man, and the Jazz is what I really want to get into for this West matchup. Uh, ja, ja Morant is stepping up, man. Ja dropping uh, performance. Uh, Dylan Brooks also stepping it up, man. See, he's... They're acting like the Damon to CJ right I, now, man. I, like I Dylan Brooks honest. and Ja, Batman and the Robin. I the maturity, and that's the that's the huge story right now about the Grizzlies. Um, you know, the the, the maturity in this team, man. Ja Ja Morant's confidence turning it on, man. He's turning it on, dropping twenty six points. Dylan Brooks dropping thirty one, and Valley, man, our boy Valen Kunis dropping fifteen and twelve boards. Um, really, just you know, it's crazy. I think uh, Jaws coming to play, man, and I think the Grizzlies are really, really becoming a team to worry about in this tournament. And who knows, man? Do they upset Utah? What do you think? So I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit. I 
do not think they upset Utah just for the simple fact that Donovan Mitchell is coming back game two. I think he will be a Whoa. huge impact. Whether or not he's completely 100% healthy or not, I think him just being on the floor opens it up a little bit. Uh, you got Bogdanovich, you it's got Clarkson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely opens up the floor. Um, even if he's 80%, I think he gets the assist, his knowledge on the game. Everything changes once he's on the floor. But one thing I want to allude to, man, Kyle Anderson, he's definitely stepping it up. He's probably not even the Grizzlies' fourth best player. He probably is their fourth best player now that I think it. Because yeah, I was going to yeah. put Valley, Ja, Brooks, and then you got Kyle Anderson, man, who's average. He got six steals last game. I think that was huge for them. Uh, three assists, four rebounds, 10 points, uh, 14 points, excuse me. But he's also plus nine with them on the court. Jaron Jackson is what I want to touch up on, man. I know he's been injured. Uh, he's Grizzlies power forward, man. He's minus 19 yesterday with them on the court, with him on the court, excuse me, or uh, Sunday rather. I don't know, man. Um, the Grizzlies are confident right now. They're they're vibing. I think they're clicking at the perfect time. But like I just said, once Donnie Mitch comes in, I think it just messes up their whole flow. I think the game plan gets a little screwed. I think uh, you got Clarkson coming off the bench. And, yeah, Rudy Gobert just going in. Yeah, I, maybe this goes to six, man. But I'm not counting the Grizzlies completely out because just, the, yeah. the Utah Jazz isn't a, isn't a team that, like, Wow, you know they don't they don't shock me at all. I just like their defensive play. Uh, I don't agree with Rudy Gobert getting defensive player of the year, obviously, but he is a good defender. It, yeah. I can't say he's trash. Uh, so it just depends on if Valley steps up, like really plays hard. If he gets that, if we get that twenty twenty Valley and we get that twenty ten Ja, so we need like it, yeah. twenty points, ten assists you. for Ja. I, I need per just not a bunch to, of double yeah, doubles. Not to cut you off, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I put it to you this way: I think if they have a game like they did uh, on Sunday, I think that they they can they can walk away with this dub, man. I just think, uh, like I said, John Morant dropping twenty five plus points, man. He's coming in with twenty six. Brooks dropping thirty one, and Valen Kunis, man, putting up just as many points as boards every game, uh, fifteen and twelve. I just think that uh, it's it's a factor, man, and I just think that. Uh, like I said, there, there, there's something to worry about, and you can't count them out in this series. I, I know Utah is definitely they're a solid squad. I think if Demich was 100 percent healthy, yes, he's coming back, but we don't know, you know, if he's got a minute restriction, we don't know what's going on. Um, but I, I, I would say that it would, it would be a no-brainer, is what I'm basically getting at. If Demich was 100 percent healthy in this series, but it, he's not. So, like we saw on Sunday, I think the Grizzlies can really shock him, man, and get this upset. 100% agree with you on that, man. But we're going to move on to the Eastern Conference. We got the Nets versus the Celtics tonight, 7.30, game two in Brooklyn. The Nets lead 1-0. Uh, last game, game one, Nets won 104-93. We saw Tatum out there. Didn't have the best performance. He has shot 6 of 20, 1 for 4 from 3 with 5 fouls, 22 points. We had Kemba Walker, 27 minutes because of foul trouble, 4 fouls early, 5 of 16, 3 for 7 from 3, 15 points. And then you had Marcus Smart, 40 minutes, 6 of 13, 3 for 8, 2 fouls, 17 points. You can see what I'm getting at, a trend. Uh, wasn't really a good shooting night for the Celtics. They did play good defensively. I will give them that. But it's not enough to beat the Nets as you have KD, 39 minutes, 10 of 25, still dropping 32. So you could t he, I think he got 12 points from the free throw line, just that. So you had Kyrie Irving balling out per usual, 11 of 20, 29 points. James Harden also 21 points. I guess when the big three scores 20-plus, all three of them, man, it's no contest. Just count the game over. <laughs> yeah. uh, once they're flowing, it's wraps. Um, 
One thing I do want to touch on, man, the Nets were plus 22 with Joe Harris on the floor. That's very crucial. Uh, he spreads the floor as one of the top three-point shooters in the league. I think it's important that defenses have to basically play the perimeter with leaving the center open for KD or Kyrie or DeAndre Ayton or Blake yeah. Griffin to drive in. So this Nets team is very – it's a coach's nightmare to study for, man. They got too many shooters. That's just what it is, man. They got too many point, pure point scorers on this team. Uh, Brooklyn is going to just walk through the Boston. I'm just going to put it blatant, and we got to call it how it is. We, gotta, we just got to call it how it is, like I said, man. Uh, they're minus 21 with Kemba Walker on the floor. Uh, the Celtics just can't win shooting 36%. It's just not going to happen, man. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I think this would be a lot more interesting of a series with Jalen Brown in this game. Uh, if you had, you know, if you read it down the list, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker versus Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden's got a little more ring to it than uh, what this matchup is looking like. Uh, the Celtics are not going to be able to bring, I don't care if Tatum drops 35, man, tonight. It's just not going to happen. He could drop 40 points. It's not going to happen because uh, you're going to have Kevin Durant drop in 30 plus points you're gonna have Kyrie Irving dropping 20 plus and James Harden dropping 20 plus like you said when this big three drops 20 plus there's no other way to it then they're winning and that's why they're so scary man they just they you, you know the, the way this team's built uh they're just pure point scorers like I said they're putting up numbers on teams and if they're healthy I don't know who's beating them uh so it, it really is we're gonna see what happens man but I really think they're just gonna sweep Boston that that's all there is to it and it pains me to say that I love Jason Tatum's game man I like watching him play I think he's a baller uh, I think he could do it all on the floor we've praised him before on this show uh but it's really at the end of the day the Brooklyn Nets are the Brooklyn Nets and they got that three-headed monster over there with Joe Harris and guys that are coming off the bench that can put up points as well uh Blake Griffin you know what I mean they got they just have the depth man on that team is just ridiculous uh, so we're going to see that on display tonight. Uh, we, you know, so it's going to be interesting. But again, I just think that uh, at the end of the day, that Brooklyn's walking away with this easily. Definitely agree with you there. I think Brooklyn is getting the win tonight as they are the series. Uh, we had Robert Williams on the Celtics. I definitely want to shout him out quick. Nine blocks, man. That, that's tremendous. Uh, I think the next best up in the game was two or three blocks. So that just shows. Yeah, I, they, mean, I think he was about to get a triple-double with just blocks. <laughs> so it, blocks, yeah. rebounds, and points. Mean, yeah. So he's definitely killing it, man. The Celtics were up. This is the thing to, that we got to watch out for, man. The Celtics were up 53-47 to 47 at the half. We know the Celtics are one of the worst second-half teams in the league. So I mean, they really don't get the confidence is that, going. Uh, is that more Brad is, Stevens or is, is that, that Brooklyn more just taking it easy on them in the so, first half and then just having to turn up in the second half? What is that? What is that? I think it might be more deeper than that, man. I think it might be uh, adjustments. Honestly, I think Brad Stevens, though he's on the hot seat, though I like him as a coach, I don't think he belongs to be fired. But his adjustments, man. I, I need to see better adjustments from Brad Stevens just over the simple fact that the Celtics are one of the worst second-half teams that I exactly. alluded to. I just don't see them making the proper adjustments against Steve Nash, a first-year coach, which doesn't make any sense to me because Brad Stevens wasn't the coach of the year running, I think, two years ago. But I don't know, man. Like I said, if the Celtics continue to play with Kemba Walker minus 21 on the court, it's just not going to work out. 
uh, when you have the Nets playing plus 22 with Joe gonna, Harris. Yeah, I think the only way that they can really stay in this game if they, they want to try to win and, and pull out a win tonight is Kemba Walker's definitely got to be 20-plus, man. Jason Tatum's got to be 30-plus. Um, and I don't even know if that's going to do it, like we were just saying. Man. Yeah, Marcus so, Smart has to be 8 for 8 from 3. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to miss no shots. Let's just put it that way. Uh, they don't have enough guys to guard the Nets. I mean, let's, it's, that's all there is to it, man. They just Fournier, have, Fournier isn't, isn't yeah. uh, promising. You I can, know he had a couple of good games. I, I'm off the Fournier train. You might, you, you could probably say, and this might be a little disrespectful, but you, you know, you could have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, me and you, and you know, Joe down the street on the out on the court, and we might beat Boston. It's just you got them three players, man. I'll just continue to say it. I just don't, I can't see how Boston's pulling this one out. Definitely agree with you on that one, man. Celtics, no shot. That leads me to my le- my next question for you, man. Uh, who is the bigger threat to Brooklyn right now in the East? Give it to them raw, man. Who is the biggest threat in the East right now to the big dogs in Brooklyn? Is it the Sixers? Is it the Bucks? Who do you got, man? Milwaukee or Philly? So I'm going to break it down in two different ways. Uh, my original thought is the Sixers, no doubt. Uh, you got Embiid. I can't see the Nets containing Embiid. I don't know who they will. Uh, you got good throw Blake Griffin on him, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I don't know how far that's going to get you with Embiid. Yeah. Uh, like we said before, the Nets really don't play the best defense. I know they can shoot the lights out. They could put up 150. So that's my only concern with the Sixers, what I'm going to get into, man. I don't know if the Sixers could put up as many points as the, as the Nets, but I think the defense of the Sixers is what really gives them the best shot. You have Simmons, potentially defensive player of the year. You have Embiid. We know what he does in the paint. You have Danny Green, who's a all right defender. You have Shake Milton coming off the bench. Matisse, you, yeah, you, yeah, you have Matisse, defensive player of the year in the future. Dwight Howard, you have he's not Howard. Yeah, game, you, know you have I mean? a lot of. You have yeah. Seth who could shoot it. Yeah. You have a lot of. I like a lot of pieces on the Sixers, man. But one thing that I will, if I'm giving the whole Bucks argument, you have. I like Giannis on KD. I like that right off the bat. Yeah. I like Middleton on Harden. Chris Middleton. Yeah, I like I like Bledsoe on uh, or Holiday. Excuse me. I like Holiday on Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no scrubs really. I like Brooke Lopez on Blake Griffin. So it's a good match. I think the better matchup is the is the Nets uh, Bucks, but I think the Sixers. It just depends. It, there's a lot of ifs. Uh, if Seth Curry gets going, if Danny Green's hitting his threes, if Embiid's getting to the line if Simmons can at least score 10 it, there's a lot of ifs you know what I mean like <laughs> there, there's a lot of throws, ifs yeah, yeah there, there's um, a lot of ifs with the Sixers so yeah. that's why I give the slight edge to the Bucks. I know it might sound crazy man yeah, but no, that's the slight edges to the Bucks just because well, of their shooting Dante yeah. DiVincenzo you got I off the you. bench you know what I mean I hear you. It, yeah. and the, the height it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a great argument. And, you, you know, you broke it down very well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, everybody wants to just, you know, you're going to say Sixers off It's rip. just ifs with it's, the Sixers. Yeah, There's a lot there of ifs. Might be some, you know, bias there. But I just think, uh, you know, I, yeah, I would, what do the fans want to see? They want to see Philly and Brooklyn go at it. It's the New York-Philly rivalry at the end of the day uh, in any sport. Uh, it's just intense. And Brooklyn's team right now and Philly's team right now, I think it would be great uh, watching it. And be going at it with KD, and it would just be insane, man, uh, to see them dropping 30 plus and you know, probably 40. <laughs> they drop a 40 each. I just think, uh, the Bucks, though, the way you paired that up, I think the Bucks match up with the Nets would be 
uh, chemistry-wise, I think that's a better matchup. But I think hypeness and I think what the fans want to see uh, is that Sixers-Nets matchup, man. I think that would be an awesome series to watch. I think that would probably be the one of the best games we could see, uh, just uh, hype-wise. Uh, you know what I mean? And if Danny Green could get hot, uh, Seth could get hot from the three, uh, you got Embiid, you know, driving in on the paint and putting up 35 points. I think if, you know, like you said, if Ben Simmons could drop 10-plus even, <laughs> and if to- Tobias Harris does what he does and he keeps this playoff energy going and he drops 30 points by halftime who knows man uh i think if the sixers and we talked about this before we've got into it before it really just depends man if this philly team comes out hot they usually win the games if they don't we see what happens, but uh, you know they they do have fight in them. We've seen that. We've seen them come come down from defi- come back from deficits this season. Um, so I think you know that would be an interesting series for sure. Uh, Sixers Nets would be awesome to see. Uh, I would just love to see that. But uh, we're gonna move on, man, to this next game we have, man, the late night game, Mavs Clippers. What is going on with this Clippers team, man? What is going on with both LA teams? Because what we expected from the Lakers, which we got into earlier, and the Clippers, man. Uh, uh, they just haven't been bringing it like we expected. Uh, why do you think both these L.A. teams are struggling, man, and specifically the Clippers right now? So the Clippers, they really need to find their rhythm. Uh, we have a lot of players miss because of injury load management. We know how the Clippers do. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 41 minutes, 26 points. Paul George, 40 minutes, 23 points. What I really didn't want to do here is slander playoff P, man. You know... <laughs> Playoff P is a different breed, man. He sucks in the playoffs. Uh, I just hate to see it, man, because Paul George is definitely one of my – not one of my favorite players, but he's no, – I, I would say I, he's a top 15 player game, of mine. Yeah, yeah, so I don't hate Paul George. I definitely want to see him win. I want to see him finally win. Um, he just – it seems like he can't perform under pressure, man. And Kawhi Leonard needs that other guy. I don't think Kawhi – Kawhi is definitely – he's obviously a finals MVP. We've seen it before, but – He's just not that – I can't see him being a, a Steph Curry taking over the game by scoring. You know, his, his yeah. defense could definitely impact the game, but I just can't say like a D-book. He's more like both a, sides of the, both sides exactly. of the ball yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to give you – yeah, he's going to give you both sides yeah. all 41 minutes, as you can he's tell. He's not going to pull the Kobe yeah. and just take over and score drop 60. Exactly. Yeah, Nine for 22 from the field, one for six from three. Old Kawhi. That's not going to happen. Maybe. Yeah. New Kawhi is different, man. We've seen a different Kawhi Leonard recently. Uh, he's, he's still a factor on the court, obviously. He's supposed to be the leader of this team, um, and he still is. Uh, but it just seems to be, man, Paul George might be the more pure point scorer at this point on the team. I don't know. I, who do you think is the bigger factor? That's what I want to ask you, man. Who do you think is so, the bigger factor tonight, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard? So I'm going to throw a curveball, and I'm going to say neither. I'm going to give you Marcus Morris. So Morris definitely needs to step up, man. Markeef, Marcus, I don't know, him or his brother, whatever one. <laughs> I think it's Marcus. Um, yeah, Marcus, Marcus Morris. 33 minutes, 4 points, 2 for 8, 0 for 6 from 3. He's a 3-point guy besides Paul George. Uh, I think they need him to be spot on tonight. Uh, You can't be minus 23 with Morris on the floor and expect to win. Uh, You can't win also with him 0 for 6 from 3. The Clippers as a team shot 11 for 40 from 3. That's not going to be anybody. Reggie Jackson is what I really want to get into, man. Plus 13 with Reggie Jackson at the point guard. Uh, I know Patrick Beverly... Patrick Beverly <laughs> plays good defense, man. But Reggie Jackson's a scorer. And you just really, if you're Ty Lue, you got to figure out what's best for the team. 
Maybe you give Reggie Jackson a little bit more minutes this game just because he's scoring better. Well, who deserves it? You know, uh, Pat Beverly definitely deserves it defensive wise. I think get, he can get into opponents' heads. Yeah, but I just think you give, give Reggie him, Jackson a little bit more give minutes. Give Reggie some more yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 just give him more minutes. Just judging by uh, his production, I'd yeah, say and, give the, him some and more the Mavs are shooting a three ball well. That's what I was trying to get at. I guess you just need better defense to stop them. You have Luca shooting five for eleven, and you have Tim Hardaway shooting five for nine, and I. I think Dorian Finney-Smith shot four for six or four for five, something along them lines. But if you have Luca, Finney-Smith, and Hardaway each combining for more than 14 threes, you got to do something defensively if you're Ty Lue. Yeah, man, and we, we know what Luka Doncic does, man. Uh, he drops 30-plus points a game. He averages you – know, like he, he can grab the triple-double easily, man. Uh, and, again, he was 5 for 11 from the three-point line, which was impressive, man. But the big story for these Mavericks, this Mavericks team, man, is Tim Hardaway. He's been playing great. He has been playing absolutely insane this season. Uh, he's really been shooting the three this season. Uh, you know, I've, he's, he's even won some bets for me, man. I mean, I'm telling you he's just putting up the shots uh he's shooting very well from the three like we said man five from nine and i think uh, if tim hardaway comes out shooting lights out the way he's been tonight if chris Stapps comes out and plays the way he should uh, and at least drops 15 points and grabs some boards for this team man spreads the ball out for them uh luka Doncic does what he does um I don't know, man. I, I, I think the Mavs are looking to grab this game too, but I want to give the edge to the Clippers. I want to give the edge to LA. They got too much pressure on their shoulders right now. The media is all over the Clippers right now. I think that this is the biggest story. I think that, you know, Kawhi and PG and Marcus Morris are going to come in tonight. They're going to do their thing. Morris is not going to have four points tonight. He's probably going to have 14 at least. Um, and he's not going to be 0 from 6. Uh, so we know he's been shooting the three as well. But I think Paul George is going to have a night, man. I think Paul George is going to be the guy tonight. In my opinion, I think he's going to light it up. I think he's going to have 25 points plus. I think he's going to shoot the three very well tonight. He's going to go at least, I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. But I think at the end of the day, in my opinion, PG is going to be the biggest factor in this game tonight. So he has no other choice, man, but to be. Because yeah. if Paul George is not the guy tonight, I think the Clippers lose, and they cannot afford to go down 2-0 to the Mavs. I just think the Clippers don't have that toughness, that firepower. I could be wrong. I could be pumping them up if they listen into this. <laughs> I just but think I don't think anybody's scared of the Clippers as they were last year. There's no... Marcus Morris, If he sh- give him outside, man. He, 0 for 6, let him have that all day if I'm the, uh, the Mavs, man. Like... You got Pat Bev, you got Marcus Morris, you got Paul George, you got Kawhi Leonard. I don't know, man. I'm not scared if I'm the Mavs. Like, I think they can keep up. You got Porzingis if he's shooting like good. I said, man, you got Luca. You got Hardaway. They did beat him last year. So other than the distraction know, of Luka Doncic on this team, Tim Hardaway is a baller, man. I'm a fan of him this season. And Jalen Brunson's not a scrub. No, that's absolutely right. I just think that this uh, they could take this second game from from LA. Uh, but again, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say LA takes this win tonight um, in this series. They got game two, and I like. Like I said, man, I think Paul George is just going to have himself a game. So Should we will I, see what happens. I think we see a Mavs-Grizzlies, man. I, th- I, I think we see a Mavs-Grizzlies playoff series, if I'm being completely honest. That would be that would be interesting. I would like to see that matchup. I think it'd be pretty. That would pretty, be a pretty decent matchup, man. Uh, you know, Chris Stabs, you know. I, I, I know think the, yeah, the hungrier I think wins, be, man. The hungrier wins. I just, I just think 
this Mavs team is hungrier than the Clippers, and I think this Grizzlies team is hungrier than the Jazz. If uh, I'm yeah, being completely I'm not honest. gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You know, Kawhi Leonard. You know, he has a championship. I'm not saying that Luca's hungry, man. He don't want to go. That. He don't want to go win another one. But let's be real. He he's got more than more than one championship. He's won with the Spurs. He's won with Toronto. Um, so he's been that guy. And he's been that guy, and he's used to being that guy. But now I think he's kind of stepping back. And he's not being as aggressive as he used to be. But I think for this game, if they want to win this game, that's exactly what needs to happen. I think Kawhi Leonard has to come in as the leader. He has to come in aggressive. He has to drop, you know, come in and put up 30 just to make a statement against Luka Doncic and this Mavericks team. Uh, but Luka's the more hungrier player. I got to be honest, like you just said, man. He doesn't have the chip yet. Uh, he's constantly getting the slander this year. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens, man. Man, I think Luca, you know, they call him Baby Bird, but we'll see what happens tonight. Um, we'll see what he does. So I just think that, uh, like you said, I, I do see this Mavericks team as a hungrier team. I do think, you know, the Clippers could squeak out the win tonight, but we'll see what happens. 100%. We definitely will see what happens tonight. I think all three games tonight is going to be a coaching strategy. I think it's going to be a coached game. I think all three games are going to matter on matchups, on who takes advantage of what, who starts off hot. Who can hit the three, like we alluded to. Uh, yeah, man. T tonight's NBA, the playoffs, is definitely everything we need. I think it's three ga great games. Uh, I think the best game of the night is going to be a Lakers-Suns, man. I think because we need to see if the Lakers go down. I know they're capable of coming down from 2-0. But I don't know. I, I just I feel like if the Lakers are down 2 nothing, I think it's over, man. I, compared to if the Clippers are down 2 nothing, I think... The Mavs can go cold, but I, I don't know if the Suns team can go cold, man, once gotta, they get hot. I got to agree with you. I think 100% Phoenix versus uh, the Lakers is the best game we're going to watch tonight. I think uh, Brooklyn, as we said earlier, they're going to they're gonna just walk right through Boston. It is what it is. Uh, they lost Jalen Brown, unfortunately, and I think that was their edge to even compete uh, this late in the season. So we'll see what happens. You know, uh, Tatum's going to do his thing, but I, again, I think the Brooklyn walks through them. I think that the Mavs Clippers will be an interesting game because the Mavs are hungry. They want to grab this game too the Clippers they're hearing all the slander from the media they're all over them they uh, need this game. they need this game exactly so I think this game's going to be just as good maybe a little you know but I got to give the edge like you said man this Suns Lakers game is going to be the one to watch uh you have Devin Booker coming out there on fire probably with CP man DeAndre Ayton you have LeBron James Anthony Davis Dennis Schroeder and them guys man it's going to be an intense game they're going to bring the heat and we'll see what happens man but I do think LeBron and AD got to step it up bottom line um, you know, not dropping 20 points and you guys are supposed to be the, the, the reigning champs, the duo. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, they, they really got to come out. And if we know LeBron James, we know he's going to bring something, something for us to see tonight. So we'll see what happens. Definitely agree on that. Like you said, we both got the Suns and the Lakers as the most intriguing matchup tonight. One thing I do want to touch up on that we didn't get to was the Bucks and the Heat. We're not going to get into that. I, I knew you <laughs> yeah, guys thought we doing? were. Yeah. I knew you guys thought we were, but we're not doing that. You guys saw. You guys saw what happened. We're not talking about that today. You I wanted me. my. I wanted my Tuesday. Excuse me. We're used to recording on Mondays. <laughs> I wanted my Tuesday to be great. I, I just want to forget about that. So. We touched up on everything, man. We touched up on music. We touched up on Mike Myers' uh, birthday today. Again, happy birthday. Uh, Mavs, Clippers, Celtics, NBA, Nets. Yeah, this, it's, it's NBA playoffs, man. It's MLB, NHL playoffs. We didn't touch up on. I will say congratulations to my Colorado Avalanche. We're looking nice. Uh, <laughs> this guy. Yeah, the Avalanche is coming, man. Watch out for them in the NHL tourney. 
next week we will be getting into Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones. Where are they going to end up? Who knows if they're going to be back with their old teams? We will see. I definitely want to see Aaron Rodgers somewhere else. A little spoiler alert, but. I don't know if he can get it done anywhere else. I think Green Bay set up for him right, man. Yeah, we're going to see Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers in different jerseys next season, most likely. So we'll oh, see what shit. happens. Uh, we will get into that next week. We're going to save it. We're running out of time here tonight. But uh, we digging into it all, man. Uh, again, we you know we got into the billboards, man. Congratulations to Drizzy. Congratulations to The weekend, And most importantly, congratulations to Pop Smoke, man. Rest in peace. And also, rest in peace to George Floyd. We had to touch up on the tragic... Um, you know, I mean, again, it was a sensitive subject, but we had to get to it, man. Um, so it's been one year today and, uh, you know, we just got to continue to push forward. And that's, you know, so all we got to do is just continue to move forward and, uh, you know, continue to come together as one. That's just that's just it. But we got into it all man. today, man. And one but, thing before we go, bro, I have to hit you with this one time, man. It's honestly two questions I just want to get into really quick, man. So. We're not getting Joshua Fury anymore. We're getting Fury Wilder. And we're not, we're, weirdly, we're getting fucking Pacquiao versus who? Who the fuck's he fighting? Was it Haney? Was it fucking, uh, uh, whoever Pacquiao's fighting? It's awful, man. I don't, I don't want to see it happen. Jesus Christ, man. What's your thoughts on the Fury fucking Wilder, man, and not Joshua? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of the Fury Wilder shit, man. I, I mean, I know they fought twice already. It's just, it's exhausting. We know what to expect. Oh, um, yeah, he's fi- not the, he's fighting Earl Spence, bro. Yeah, Pacquiao, come on, Earl Spence could have got a way better fight, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Earl Spence fighting Pacquiao is a joke. Pacquiao needs to hang up the gloves. He got knocked out. I mean, his last fight, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the man's doing, but boxing just, I, I, I think boxing just devastated all of us with these two announcements bro yeah i i don't know like i said man i'll stick to my top rank fights and my top rank fighters didn't we bring that up last last week i think i think we we brought up we can never get the boxing matches we want but this is showtime boxing man and you know showtime boxing they do things differently and you know they're all about the pay-per-views and the 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 the, teofimo gonna get his fight but yeah again top rank teofimo with top rank uh the top rank guys man edgar balanga you know zayas all them guys that we love man and love to watch elvis rodriguez uh, there's so many young fighters coming up under top rank. Sonny the Kanto. guys rock with top yeah, rank, shout man. Out, shout out South Philly, man. Sonny Kanto. Uh, there's so many guys over there at top rank we love to watch. So we're going to continue to support top rank, man. They, they do things well. We get good fights from them. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But this Wilder Fury stuff, man, just put it to rest, man. At this point, it's just, uh, you know what to expect. It's like watching McGregor and Nate Diaz go at Who it Who knows, again. man? Maybe it's next fight will just... be Delahoy of Mayweather. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's 2006 again you know Pacquiao's fighting still and uh you know who knows but you know so and Mayweather <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see what happens with the Logan Paul thing yeah but we'll, uh, we'll see what boxing's happens. at a weird point man it's at a weird point but again uh we'll appreciate the young talent we do have coming up and again this was episode 49 of the guys bringing the heat to you as per usual another week another episode we appreciate y'all the love and support uh we just hit our one year anniversary, man. The other day, we posted the post. We got thousand plays. Appreciate the love, man. Three K streams across next all week platforms. Is episode fifty in just under a year. Episode fifty next week. It's going to be a special one. Uh, every week special over here. But again, man, it's been one year. Appreciate the love and support for you guys rocking with us. We do this for y'all, and uh, you guys push us. So at the end of the day, just continue to to keep looking out for the post. We're coming with new content. We can't wait to 
meet people, new people, network with new people, the people we met so far. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are dope. And, uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be another year, man. We're going to see what it's got in store for us. But again, this is episode 49. We got into it all. And uh, I think that's about it, bro. We're going to get into these games, crack open these seltzers. And, Put some uh, bets down and hopefully win some money. You already know. Peace.